Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Classic Vinyl Podcast. I'm your host, Justin. I'm here with my co-host, Tyler. Hi again. Yes, we're here again. And we're here to review the mighty Led Zeppelin. Yeah, this is going to go over like a Led Zeppelin. It'll go over like something, but um, we are going to review their first album, uh, referred to as Led Zeppelin 1, but it is a self-titled album. Um Mainly referred to as Led Zeppelin One because they had two, three, and four, right? Oh, I see. So they were creative on their um, labeling. <laughs> yes, very creative. <laughs> this is our first album. Exactly. <laughs> this one is our second album. Well, I mean, they got as creative as they could. I mean, you know, the band was a very innovative band, so they did get rather creative in these songs. I got to hand it to them. So it's not for a lack of creativity that they labeled their um albums the way they did but yeah it it just doesn't shine very much on the late the what the titling of the album labels exactly so i'm gonna get into a little history of led zeppelin first for the people that don't know um they were formed in london in 1968 by jimmy page um singer robert plant bass player john paul jones drummer john bonham and of course the guitarist jimmy page who who was uh famously a session musician had played on some who songs had played on you know quite a few famous uh band songs uh as a session musician but he was also a member of the yardbirds um which the yardbirds you know famously had a couple other pretty well-known guitarists uh eric clapton and jeff beck so um the Yardbirds did, uh, they were a pretty good breeding ground for guitarists, I should say. I feel a little silly um, now that uh, you'd say that Jimmy Page was the guitarist and Robert Plant was the lead singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my show notes are going to be very valuable when we sell them on eBay. Well. Because I have Jimmy Page written down as the singer every time. <laughs> well, and, and see, that's the whole point of reviewing these albums. These are albums I've listened to for years and years mm-hmm. and know quite a bit about the bands. This is your first time listening to this yeah, album. I I didn't meet the, um, the Led Zeppelins before. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, originally Jimmy Page wanted to call this band the New Yardbirds, which isn't very original. No, about so. as original as uh, as naming the album, so it's not not his strong suit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, exactly. It, you know, and the funny thing is, is I I know there's some stories, and I probably will mess this up, but I don't I don't know if it was Keith Moon from the Who because they wanted to get originally Jimmy Page wanted some different people in this band. You know, mm-hmm. he wanted himself, obviously Jeff yeah. Beck. Keith Moon and John Entwistle, both of the Who, to be in this band, yeah. and they were looking at Steve Winwood as the vocalist. And uh, if if I recall the story of Led Zeppelin, uh, like this, he uh, Jimmy Page was trying to put like an all star band together. Well, I mean, these are kind of yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at Keith Moon and John Entwistle, which were from the Who, you know, yeah. to I mean, an amazing drummer, mm-hmm. an amazing bass player. In fact, the best bass player, in my opinion. And yeah. so I think it was Keith Moon who said, you know, you're putting together this all-star band. That'll mm-hmm. go over like a lead balloon. Yeah. And, you know, they converted that to Led Zeppelin, and that, mm-hmm. that became the name. You yeah. know, and I may be screwing that up, but... But it's it's misspelled. 
Yeah, yeah, it is misspelled. And yeah, there's no A in lead. So, so obviously, uh, Led Zeppelin Four was Stairway to Heaven. Stairway to Heaven being their number one song of all mm-hmm. time, and you know, selling yeah. the most singles. And Led Zeppelin Four did sell over 37 million copies worldwide to date. So, I mean, and that was their best-selling album. And they're, I mean, think most people know Stairway to Heaven and know mm-hmm. the album Led yeah. Zeppelin Four. It has a couple other fam- real famous songs like Black Dog and Rock and Roll off of it that yeah. that that still get a ton of radio play to this day, right? Mm-hmm. But that's what they're most well known for. But this, you know, this band was, I mean, in a lot of circles referred to kind of as the Beatles of the 70s because as the Beatles innovated music in the 60s, mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin certainly did in the 70s because they took that hard rock blues and borderline heavy metal yeah Th- this is know. very bluesy music but very heavy music too yeah and I, that's that's what jimmy page and the band did really well was they took blues numbers and rockified them in their own ways so to say but i mean many people consider led zeppelin the birth of hard rock or heavy <laughs> metal if you will so and they, they certainly are a heavy band they they the one thing, and you know from previous episodes, that The Who are one of my favorite bands, and I think The Who still are the very best live band ever. I have to agree. Um, little fun fact. I, I bought the album. Who's after, Next? Yeah, Who's Next, after we did last week's episode. I've been listening to it all week. It's an amazing album, isn't it? I love The Who. And and to me, The Who, is as great as their albums are, like I said, their mm-hmm. live music just you know shines so much brighter on the <laughs> guitar and the bass and the singing than yeah. anything and, and that's one thing i can say the who to me has over led zeppelin not mm-hmm. saying they're a, a bad live band i just don't like them my personally i don't yeah. like the music as well live their 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 album cuts are quite a bit heavier than any of the who's album cuts yeah for sure and that that's without a doubt you know so you know overall you know, Jimmy Page is the main music writer in the band, and Robert Plant writes most of the lyrics. But John Paul Jones and John Bonham also contributed to a lot of the songs. Um, Led Zeppelin now has sold over 300 million albums worldwide. That's a lot of um, a lot of records. Yeah, that puts them up with the top tier. Right? Yeah, it I certainly mean, it does. really does. They they had eight consecutive number one albums in the UK. Mm-hmm and six number one albums in the U.S. consecutively. Wow. And that, you know, comparing them to The Who, not that I want to do that a lot because <laughs> the good thing about bands is you can love both bands. Yeah. You can love all bands. <laughs> you know, you can make your choice. You don't have to pick one over the other. People like to, and <laughs> people like to get snobbish about it. But well, especially parents. You know, parents always have a favorite child, and, you know, one that's... They, they get snobbish about it. That is a little different, though, because some children yeah. are just don't act right uh, yeah and other children are just gifted and you naturally uh (laughs) you you just naturally are drawn to them that's why we're so lucky with music though is you know you don't have to pick and choose you can play one after the other and love them all not everybody's that way though i Mm -hmm. like being that way i have my favorites obviously but Mm -hmm. i can listen to a lot of a lot of music and i like having that availability that that's part of what makes you a good parent I guess. And why I'm not allowed to be a parent. That could be it. So, Led Zeppelin was inducted in the Hall of Fame in 1995. Um, 
you know, I was surprised it took so long. That's a little surprising. You would have thought it would have been a little earlier. But, you know, it is it is what it is. They made it. I Maybe it shouldn't be so surprising because it seems like the Hall of Fame is about 30 years behind uh, inducting people or sometimes at, at I least mean, 20 years Sometimes because you, I, I believe, is it the Foo Fighters? Are they in? Or go or they were nominated this year or uh-huh. something. I'm not sure okay. exactly, but I know there's some newer bands that are getting. Yeah, it, it, which is a little surprising. And if uh, Taylor Swift ends up getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before some of these bands from the classic era, um, I'll be upset. You should be. Mm-hmm. So Led Zeppelin only released eight studio albums in all their time, and then one extra which i guess was kind of a studio album called coda it was just a bunch of unreleased studio and session takes and stuff so basically released nine albums you know from the studio and whatever pays the bills man well exactly yeah but when john paul jones the drum i mean the what am i thinking john paul jones Mm -hmm. he found john bonham dead Oh, in October of 1980. So well, that's convenient. So John Paul Jones is the bass player, right? Yeah. I found John Bonham, the drummer, dead mm-hmm. in 1980. Very similar to what happened to the Who. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't too long after Keith Moon had died. So very interesting the way that happened. But it, yeah. it kind of disbanded the band at that time. They they did have some reunion shows here and there. Most famously, mm-hmm. or most recently, the O2 Arena in in uh, london and page and plant toured together mm-hmm. for a while which was pretty successful but you know led zeppelin well now that that kind of goes into the realm of conspiracy theory because you think somebody's killing drummers exactly well and specifically bass guitarists happen to be the ones to find them so are the bassists murdering the drummers by injecting them with an overdose I'm just assuming that they're dying of overdoses. Uh, you're going to have to look into that. Cause because, I, I mean, yeah, stereotypical rock star lifestyle, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that that's the basics about Led Zeppelin. I mean, obviously, it's a lot more detailed than that, mm-hmm. and we're not here to get into that. But probably yeah. the most Im- influential rock, rock and roll, heavy rock band of all time. I would ha- have a hard time disagreeing with that. Yeah, and, and it's a, different, a whole different thing, and I, I like... You know, when I did read that many people considered them the Beatles of the 70s, I, mm-hmm. that's probably spot on yeah. because they they were obviously influenced by the Beatles, but they influenced so many bands with their music, mm-hmm. you know, just how much heavier it was. Yeah, they weren't and, just influenced by the Beatles, I'll tell you that. They were, no, yeah, they, yeah, there was a lot of foreign substances that were influencing Well, them. it was pretty common for everyone at the time, right? Yeah, and, well, I mean, there's also theories that Jimmy Page was uh, in league with the devil, one of those uh, Aleister Crowley disciples. Yeah, 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 I've read the stories about that. And, (laughs) you know, who knows? He speaks backwards in his songs. You know, for me, it's like, who knows and who cares? You know, if you like the music, you like the music. Yeah. But. I mean, really, if you're, if you're willing to put that much dedication into playing, um, what, Stairway to Heaven backwards, then, hey, have at it, okay? Yeah, go I'm, for it. I, I really applaud you for making it so worth Jimmy Page's effort to hide it in there by, see, by speaking backwards, or right. having Robert Plant speak backwards. Yeah, he wasn't <laughs> uh, very overt about it, was he? No. 
So let's get to the album. Um, obviously, Led Zeppelin won self-titled but mm -hmm. most people refer to it as led zeppelin one it was released on january 12th of 1969 mm -hmm. uh funny enough it was released the same time the beatles were uh in recording uh you know the get back documentary shows but oh. let it be the album that turned out to be let it be so it was but, released in that same time period but not the same studio no because i think they were at apple studio yes and and this this was recorded in september september and october yeah. of 1968 though mm -hmm. at olympic studios in london okay so like so it was recorded a few months it's amazing because you know that this recorded they said it only took 36 hours of studio time and a mm -hmm. few weeks to basically record mix and create the album Oh, wow. And it's amazing compared to nowadays because you look at all these great albums we got from the 60s and 70s especially, and a lot of them were recorded in, mm -hmm. you know, record time. I mean, yeah. even some of your, what people consider masterpieces, let's say like uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, mm -hmm. you know, it was only a few months to record. And, it, mm -hmm. and at the time, people thought the Beatles were washed up because yeah. they weren't releasing anything. Mm -hmm. And then they finally release it. But nowadays, it takes years and years between studio albums a lot of times. It certainly does. I, I, I just thought it was kind of interesting that they're both recording in London at the same time. And and I was like, well... Well, no, so <laughs> they, they, weren't, they were actually recording a few months before the Beatles. Okay. They released it while the Beatles were recording. Well, how, how funny would it be if, like... It, on the Beatles documentary, you see like the Jimmy Beatles, Page yeah, by. Jimmy Page walking in as John Lennon's walking out. <laughs> like, you know, hey, how was your se your session? <laughs> yeah, so you know, Olympic Studios, the Who had recorded there as well in London, so okay. it was a pretty popular place for the yeah. people. The funny thing about this album is the whole thing was produced by Jimmy Page and funded by Jimmy Page and their manager. Yeah, it seemed so, like Jimmy Page had a lot of skin in this game. He he did and. You know, I mean, this was his band. He put it all together. He wrote the bulk of the music. Although this album, Led Zeppelin One, has a ton of covers on it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the album, but it was produced by Jimmy Page yeah. and engineered by Glenn Johns, who famously worked with the Who, the Beatles, the Kinks, all kinds of big popular British bands. Yeah. So very, very popular. You yeah. know, I'm guessing a lot of these covers were blues songs. Oh yeah, they're they're definitely blues songs yeah. put to heavy rock style of Led Zeppelin yeah. which is what they kind of mm -hmm. invented in a way the way it's a it's a real interesting listen I'll, I'll say that much right up front yeah it's yeah. it's an excellent album I've always liked mm -hmm. this album and I'll, I'll be honest with you probably my favorite Led Zeppelin album fair uh, Led Zeppelin 4 through and through I love that album but it suffers the same thing with me as a lot of other ones do is that you know, a lot of the songs overplay. just overplayed to me, you know. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is. But Led Zeppelin 1 reached number 10 in the U.S. charts, number 6 in the U.K. So, Not bad. It, you know, it wasn't until Led Zeppelin 2, which was their mm -hmm. first number one album. And then they had that string of consecutive number mm -hmm. ones because by then they had they had hit it. But So maybe either Jimmy Page was a very... Uh, experienced and well-educated um, what uh, craftsman of his trade, shall we say, or or he made a deal with the devil. Well, one of the two. But I will say, being a session session musician, he was quite familiar with how you know mm -hmm. the whole process worked. I will say, overall, this album is 
kind of produced poorly in my opinion it's kind of a muddy sound to it and it could have been mm-hmm. done better and it probably goes to say that we're listening to the original mix of it not the 2014 mixes that jimmy page released yeah um, jimmy i mean it only took you about 40 years to clean it up <laughs> well and i've i've listened to them and i'm not as big a fan of the remixes um when i say it's muddy i i don't mean that in a horrible way either it just the engineering is kind of messy on it but mm-hmm. and and i mean that kind of in an endearing way because i've listened to this album for so many years and i know the songs <laughs> so well that I'm not meaning that in a negative way. It just it's it, just got kind of a messy thrown together sound, which it's is kind what of gives like, it's, shall we say, the Amish crafting something and making sure that with everything that they craft, they leave an error in it, so as not to offend God by making something perfect. That's probably a good way to put it, because in a way, it does seem like some of you know there's some bleeding of the vocals and mm-hmm. things going on in some of the tracks, especially if you listen to it on headphones and mm-hmm. listen real close. Yeah. There's some you know mixing issues but it makes you wonder were they done on purpose i don't know mm-hmm. but but they because it does it, it adds an interesting sound to it yeah well and the funny thing another uh, factoid about this album is it was the very first album ever in the world released as stereo only oh so you know because at the time it was the albums were released in mono and then with stereo versions, right? Mm-hmm. It was a fairly common yeah. thing. But but Jimmy was done with mono. Yeah, he was done with mono. Yeah. He, you he know, says, this gonna, is the future. You're going to have two speakers or headphones or something or you're not going to enjoy it. And that's one thing I told you while we were listening mm-hmm. to this. You better throw on your other headphone because... because yeah, I missed half of it. Yeah, there's a lot of biddies going on on the one mm-hmm. side that you're not going to yeah. hear, you know? so That's right. So in 2003, Rolling Stone ranked the album as number 29 of the top 500 albums. And of course, like we've talked before, mm-hmm. Rolling Stone releases a, a list all the time. Yeah, uh, it's been all over the place. That's the highest it's ranked for them. But, okay. um, and I can't disagree with that. I think that's a fair. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the birthplace of Led Zeppelin, right? Yes. Yeah. This was put together mm-hmm. and, like I said, funded by Jimmy Page, produced by Jimmy Page. I mean. This is an excellent album, yeah. and it, it was a groundbreaking album as far as, you know, a lot of bands had done the blues. Mm-hmm. You know, the Doors had been doing the blues by this time, but, sure. but it wasn't heavy like this. It wasn't heavy rock yeah. with the heavy guitar solos. And mm-hmm. th- this, when you listen to Led Zeppelin, they're just a whole different thing yes, than anything else out there. So do you want to get to it? Absolutely. Let's dive right in. Okay, so track one. Good Times, Bad Times. Uh, This was written by Jimmy Page, John Paul Jones, Mm -hmm. and John Bonham, and actually contributed to, I think, uh, Robert Plant wrote it as well, but there was some issue with a contract he had where he couldn't appear on certain number of songs. That's because he had a prior contract with the devil. Probably. Okay. You never know. Yeah. But you know what? If that's the case, I'm all for it. Okay. So what are your thoughts on this song? This was, um, <clears throat> I've heard this song before, but never in, it, but like, what? I've heard it, I think I've probably even heard it in its entirety. It's not necessarily my favorite rock and roll song. Uh, it's not bad, it's good rock and roll. Yeah, Yeah. I, I love how heavy the guitar is. I think mm-hmm. it's a great uh, opener for the album. Okay. Um, and I love the bass. 
after mm-hmm. the chorus. Yeah. If you listen to the chorus and then listen to little bass runs after yeah. that, I, it's really pronounced. And, mm-hmm. you know, John Paul Jones does an amazing job on that. Uh, if, you know, it's got an amazing guitar solo in the middle that I think is absolutely amazing. The only yeah. thing that ruins it is the same thing I think ruined a couple Who songs that mm-hmm. I spoke about in the last oh. is too much yeah. symbol. Mm-hmm. I you know, I understand you got to use the symbols in the in the mm-hmm. drums, but sometimes it, it's just too much, you know. And so, yeah, I, a little too much symbol in my my opinion over yeah. the guitar solo, but it has an amazing guitar solo. Mm-hmm. Um, funny enough, this is the first single they ever released, and the only single off this album they released. But they only released it in the U.S. They didn't release it anywhere else. Really, and it only reached number eighty on the charts. Okay. Which is decent for a brand new band, but yeah. you know, first band, first uh, single, first album. Yeah, uh, it's been covered by a number of bands. Most recently, uh, Godsmack, you know, a heavy metal band, mm-hmm. uh, covered it in two thousand seven. Yeah. Um, I've listened to that version, and it's it's not bad, but it it doesn't seem to fit with their style of yeah. music as well. And I think this song to me and maybe that's because i've listened to it for so many years kind of epitomizes the led zeppelin sound you know the blues yeah. and the heavy rock put together and mm-hmm. i really enjoy this song it it is a really good mix of blues and rock and roll yeah and, and heavy metal and this is one song that the band band wrote and mm-hmm. you know it's it's a good song i yeah i i've listened to it for years and i love it mm-hmm. well done john paul jones there you go his his name is fun to say I love that name, John Paul Jones. Why is that? I don't know. It's just a fun name. It's what, uh, it's a very common name, but it's also, you know, the sort of name that you have to say all three of them. Yeah, wh- why last. do you think that is? Why do you, Why can't yeah. he just be John Jones? Yeah, you can't call him John Jones. He has J. to be J. John Paul Jones. JPJ. JPJ. That's fun to say, too. Even his initials are fun. I like this guy, and I don't even know him. Well... So be it. All right. So we go on to song two, Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. Yeah. Uh, this is a cover. Uh, there, there's some questions about who wrote this song, but its uh, earliest writing is from Anne Breeden. It was written in the 50s. Yeah. I, I was surprised to learn that this was written by a woman. Yeah. Well, there's multiple songwriting credits on this, and it's kind of confusing. I did a little scouring on the internet for okay. it, and even Jimmy Page gets some songwriting credits for it, just simply because of the arrangement. But the, it's been mm-hmm. covered by a lot of bands, some famous bands from the '60s, like Quick, Quicksilver, Messenger Service, The Association, on and on and on, and um, all of them have different, you know, they're different mixes and things. This one's definitely the heavier heavier version this this is a song that i think is pretty muddy to be Mm -hmm. honest with you um i love the intro to this song i think it's absolutely amazing and i love robert plant's vocals in this song yeah i think this song fits great but it is kind of dark and muddy Mm -hmm. sounding and and again i don't mean that in a horrible way it's just it seems like it's produced poorly or maybe it was produced to be that way to be a little darker sounding it could be um because and i think a lot of that darkness comes from the fact that it's such a mellow a very mellow and subdued tune it's real slow but then it turns hard and heavy real quick yeah it does and i yeah. i like that that's kind of the same thing you see with a lot of who songs too that they yeah. start out 
soft and then you get into the chorus and it goes heavy and i <laughs> i love this song all the way around you know jimmy mm-hmm. page even though you know it was written by whoever it was written by yeah. you know depending on whose side you're on he did a completely different arrangement on this this mm-hmm. is another song that uh, these first two songs on the album this one as well epitomize the sound of led zeppelin the blues hard yeah. rock you know i mean mm-hmm. it's it's just borderline you can hear the blues in it you can hear the you know that it's blues based but led zeppelin adds that heaviness to it that yeah just makes the song new again so i i kind of want to uh, delve into listening to the other versions of this song like uh and Braden, what her like when you say that she wrote it originally did she just write the lyrics she just wrote the song okay. yes and then other people have uh, written like joan baez mm-hmm. famously released a version of it in 1962 okay and jimmy page's version is similar to that in mm-hmm. I, I guess in set it's similar in arrangement but the whole sound is completely different obviously yeah. joan baez's is going to be a lot more folk okay sounding you know an acoustic guitar this is definitely heavy rock blues yeah uh the last note that i have written on here is that the theme of the song isn't necessarily reflected in the music in that the tune doesn't really match up with the message that the lyrics are saying you know it's what it because it's got that hard rock to it it's yeah. real fast-paced with that haunting slow uh that tempo yeah i mean that that matches more of what the message of the the lyrics is saying yeah it does have a slow tempo at first and then it obviously kicks into the heavier section which i i love Mm -hmm. how those play off of each other you know and Mm -hmm. to me the first two albums or the first two songs on this album are an excellent way to open it up and an excellent way to introduce someone to led zeppelin yeah i've decided that you listen to music in the way that a lot of chefs um or food critics eat food which is uh you are you really enjoy the the whole process and you you enjoy the 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 dish as a whole the song as a whole but you also critique the individual parts of it i do but i'm probably the part i critique the least is the lyrics Uh because i think so many bands are you know they're throwaway lyrics a lot of times you know yeah i mean and what what i'm getting very strongly from led zeppelin is um sex there's a lot of sex in here don't you think that comes through with any rock and roll well, it sells, especially if maybe that's what it is. You you sell your soul to the devil, and he says, write songs about sex. Well, then I think all rock and roll artists are probably onto that. So I just gave you guys the whole secret. You don't have to sell your souls to the devil anymore. I'm just saying. I guess you don't. Yeah. I or mean, you, you can you, if you choose. You can keep your soul and be successful. Just write sex. It's true. Mm-hmm. So, third song. Yep. You Shook Me. Yes, she did. Yes, yeah, so this is a song written by Muddy Waters in 1962. Mm-hmm. Willie Dixon actually wrote the lyrics. And <laughs> a funny thing about Willie Dixon is he has written or co-written over 500 songs and many, many famous songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, harking back to one, Backdoor Man by the Doors. Yes, they that do. You, yeah. That you really like. I but, like Backdoor Man. Yeah, but, you know... I love how this song starts mm-hmm. and how 
it's a just a straight ass blues song, right? Oh, absolutely. But then Led Zeppelin rocks it out the way they do. Yeah. Right. It, it's so much. If you've ever heard the original version by Muddy Waters, it, mm-hmm. it's it's nothing like this. It's a classic blues song. Yeah, and and that this sounds like a classic blues song at parts, but Led Zeppelin just can't help being Led Zeppelin. They throw a tons of guitar and music and yeah, bass in there. It's definitely. I mean, this is what they did best, right? Mm-hmm. This is how they introduced music and. Yeah. The music Jimmy Page put to this was amazing. You know, I yeah. I I love the way they rock it out. I love the electric piano or organ or whatever's in it. I mm-hmm. I don't even know who plays that in this. I um I've decided that any time that I hear organ music, I'm going to just uh, picture Mrs. Baumgartner um, playing the organ, no matter what band it is, whether it's the Doors or Led Zeppelin, who it doesn't matter. Um, but Mrs. Baumgartner is a big plump woman with her hair pulled back into a tight bun and big thick glasses on and, you know, uh, thick little sausage fingers playing away at the No, is this a real lady? No. Oh, okay. But that's why I've decided to call her as Mrs. Baumgartner. Well, I do know, I doubt she was the one playing on this album. No, but it's more fun when I picture it that way. (laughs) I'm pretty sure John Paul Jones played piano as well, so I don't know, I don't know who was playing it, but I love the Mm -hmm. way the electric piano or organ sounds in this mm-hmm. song. I think yeah. it's perfect. Um, the one thing I probably don't like about this song is right towards the end, you've got Robert Plant doing a lot of little screeches, and the guitar mm-hmm. answers it with some little guitar notes, and I don't really like that part. Um, yeah. Uh, the guitar riff kicks ass. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, it's a good song as far as that. I just didn't... Yeah. I just don't really care for the ending where Plant's doing his little screams and the guitar is yeah. answering those with some little licks. I just don't... Yeah. Robert me, Plant, he's got off. a very identifiable scream that, I mean, even if you think you don't know Robert Plant's scream, you know Robert Plant's scream. Well, and I'm going to preface this by saying I love Robert Plant and the way he sings, mm-hmm. but too much Robert Plant... Too many Robert Plant songs in a row yeah. or Led Zeppelin songs in a row. His voice can get a little scrapey to you. Yeah. You know, it, it's you need a palate cleanser of some sort after listening to too much Led yeah. Zeppelin. And that that's good and bad. I, I'm not saying that in the in a negative way, but his voice can be a little off putting after a while. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. um this one this song was surprisingly slow. Um, is so slow moving and so bluesy, it almost uh, comes across as a lullaby towards the end. Yeah. Where do you compare this song to? You you know the ACDC song mm-hmm. "You Shook Me All Night yeah. Long." Uh-huh. Seems like they kind of ripped that whole that that, that whole lyric. That's off, what I was they? expecting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, like ACDC feels like there's more actual shaking involved. Yeah, this one sounds the way that it's played sounds more like okay, don't make the bed springs squeak or we might wake the kids. Hmm, interesting. It's just very slow. Well, that would be the blues. Rhythmic. I mean, that's yeah. Willie Dixon's lyrics, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just Led Zeppelin's interpretation of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But ACDC, oh yeah, it sounds like you're getting shaken. That's true. Yeah. This one, I feel like I'm being rocked. So, what do you what do you like about this song, or do you like this song? 
Um, it it wasn't terrible. I mean, I, I guess I'm just not that big of a blues fan, but you know, it wasn't bad. Yeah, and it was enjoyable. I'm not a huge blues fan either, but I find myself liking a lot of it, depending on who's yeah. doing it. And Led Zeppelin's flavor of the blues is, I mean, it was at this time especially a new thing, and it it was a new sound, right? Yeah. And I, I, I love this song all the way through. I like the intro. I like the way it plays. I like the piano, organ. I just don't like those little guitar answers to the yeah. plant screams, so... I really like the uh, Mrs. Baumgartner playing the organ, too. Yeah, we can think that. And uh, it was a very smooth transition from this song to the next. Yeah, Dazed and Confused. Like, they had such a matching tempo that I I couldn't tell you where one song ended and the other started. Dazed and Confused, for me, is a, a very familiar song because it was one of the first riffs I learned to play on guitar, the, okay. the opening riff. So mm-hmm. it's, you know... Yeah. Real familiar to me. Now, this is another cover song. Um, it was written, you know, norm, uh, originally as a folk rock song in 1967 by Jake mm-hmm. Holmes, who I have no clue who that is. Well, well done, Jake. Yeah, he did a good job. Um, I'm assuming that he's probably uh, Sherlock Holmes' great nephew. Probably, or he's yeah. from England. Yeah. So this this song has roots back to the when Jimmy Page was in the Yardbirds. I mm-hmm. guess they never recorded this song in the studio, but they did play it live, I think in 67, 68, quite a few times. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, a little bit different version, not quite as heavy, not quite as long as the Led Zeppelin version, but it was pretty common. And, you know, it is to be said that Led Zeppelin did change the lyrics from mm-hmm. the original song. So the lyrics are for the most part, completely different than the original song was written out yeah. to be. Um, it's a fairly long song, but, you know... It, it's also a druggy song. Well, and that's what I was going to say. This is a psychedelic feeling yes, song. Yes, it is. You know, you're right on the tear end of the psychedelic movement, but, but you know, this song, to me, is very psychedelic, hard yeah. rock, blues this is sounding. An, this is an auditory kaleidoscope. It is. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. And it, and I this song is a great song. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, th- this finishes out the first side of the album. And yeah. I've always liked Days and Confused. Um, I love this, the middle section where it kind of slows down and it's a little instrumental, you know, and then it kicks back in pretty heavy. It's, it's just a good all-around song. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on it? Uh, my thoughts, um, I have a, I've written down that this man is frustrated that his woman won't put out. Hmm. That's the message I take from Dazed and Confused. You get that from the lyrics? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, You know, what... Uh, I guess I get could get that a little bit from the music as well, but the music more tells me that uh, his frustration that his woman wouldn't put out um, has led him to doing drugs that altered specifically drugs with psilocybin. Well, do you think it's even really worth deciphering what uh, they meant by this song? Because it's a cover song. It's obviously... But they did change the lyrics. You know, Ty, can't people just play music and have fun? They can. Okay. I'm going to go with that. And I will say there, you know, 
they released an album in the 90s the bbc sessions which had, you know is made of all live songs and there is some great live versions of this song song yeah. on those albums and mm-hmm. i i love this song even better live yeah it's i don't know i've always liked days confused one of my favorite led zeppelin songs mm-hmm. it's a great song um i had to ask you at the beginning that uh, if this is the band that has the drummer with only one arm yeah, you were a little, yeah, little off confused. on that. Yeah. And, and that's where we get into these things is, you know, mm-hmm. you're hearing these things for the first time. You don't know yeah. Led Zeppelin really Because let well. me tell you, if I was listening to Dazed and Confused and uh, knowing that that was a one-armed drummer, I would be extremely impressed. But since he's got two arms, oh, okay. Well, now I will say that a lot of people would consider John Bonham one of the if not the best drummer of all time um i can see that especially in this song i rush fans would disagree Mm -hmm. uh who fans would disagree myself i'm just going to keep my opinion to myself i'm thinking def leppard fans would probably disagree (laughs) well yeah i guess every fan is stuck up in their own way right so let's flip it over to side two um and it opens up with your time is going to come uh, the first thing I can say is this is my least favorite song on the album. And the first thing I had to say after I read the uh, title, Your Time Is Gonna Come, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't like the organ, how it opens it up. I generally like electric piano or organ, but to me, and I told you this, mm-hmm. it makes me feel like church or something. Yeah. It, oh, M- Mrs. Baumgartner she shined in the intro. Well, I wouldn't say she... <laughs> this was her time to shine, and I, she took full advantage. She did a horrible job, if that's the case. But... She, it does feel like church. It sounds like church. Yeah, this song is, to me, just not a good song, and many people may disagree. It was written by uh, Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones together. And, yeah. it, you know, the lyrics, I really do like the lyrics. Uh, they're about an unfaithful girl, right, mm-hmm. that... They know we'll pay for messing around, you That's know, because right. she messing around with every guy in town. Yeah. I, I, You're going to get what's coming to you, babe. Yeah, I love the lyrics. I really do. I just don't mm-hmm. like the music to this much. Yeah. It's uh, it's almost country. It's got, it's, it's got the blues in it, but it comes across like country music. Yeah, and I, and I might be being a little too hard on this song because it, probably the part I like least is the long opening intro uh-huh. The, the organ i just it puts me off yeah. to this song well if you like we can always smack mrs baumgartner in the head with a hammer and, well or somebody but okay. this song you know with a good guitar intro of some mm-hmm. sort would have been a lot better i think yeah but you know it is what it is and mm-hmm. it's not a bad song yeah it's just my least favorite song on this album yeah and mostly because of the intro well and uh, I don't know if there was an outro on this song, but I got a little lost because I, I kind of missed the next song because I wasn't sure if the next song was just an outro to this song. Well, no, so they <laughs> they merge into each other. Okay, yeah, because it sounds like a hippie drum circle with a, an acoustic guitar. Yeah, and I, I don't know why they yeah. do that, but it would have been better to fade that song out, even though I'm mm-hmm. not a big fan of fade-outs, depending mm-hmm. on the song, but... One thing I, I would have had more notes to write about Black Mountain Side, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, well, and so Black Mountain Side was written by Jimmy Page. Uh-huh. Um, I really like the acoustic guitar on there. Yeah, I would I would say you know, 
it's of course just an instrumental you know there's no singing in this song there's no damn lyrics otherwise i would have known to take some notes here (laughs) yeah it's hard hard to put uh notes on the lyrics when there aren't that's a little surprising to me uh to have a song that's purely instrumental on an album yeah, and it's not to me. I enjoy yeah. it. Okay. But I don't enjoy this song. You know, Jimmy, I guess I just don't see it that often. Yeah, it, it's a little more common in the 60s and 70s to okay. have instrumentals. But, you know, Jimmy Page has famously said this was inspired by an English folk song. And I, mm-hmm. I can't remember. Down by Blackwater Side, I believe. Okay. Does that sound right? Yeah, it's what you got written down. But then again, I, I just think, you know, Black Mountainside, Black Waterside, that's not very creative. Yeah, it's not very creative. and So maybe Jimmy Page, I'm getting him way too much credit. Well, and on top of that, it's an instrumental, right? It could have been Mm -hmm. named anything. Why did it have to be named so close to the song that inspired it? Exactly, and why not just call it the song that inspired it if you're going that route? Well, yeah, I mean, it could have been called anything. The Red Car or The Blue Mm -hmm. Sky, it wouldn't have mattered. It could have been anything, yeah. You take out of it what you want and i would say you know next to your time is going to come this mm-hmm. is probably my least second least favorite song on this album so as strong as mm-hmm. side one opens side yeah. two t- for me personally it struggles is, to get off to is the start pretty weak yeah, yeah i i i don't really like it but then we go into communication it, breakdown yeah and the, here's you know no more hippie drum circle with the acoustic guitar and no yeah Communication breakdown, famous for the intro mm-hmm. into it, that electric yep. guitar in it. I what love we that have intro. Here is a failure to communicate. There is a breakdown. Yeah, and it's not in the guitar because Jimmy Page apparently for years he had been playing this opening guitar riff, mm-hmm. had played it a little bit, you know, messed around with it when he was in the Yardbirds and yeah. things like that, and then he introduced it to the other Led Zeppelin members, mm-hmm. and they, you know, all got together and wrote around the song and made it a song yeah robert plant really wails in this song too he does he does it's, that, it's not singing in this song it's wailing robert plant pretty much wails in mm-hmm. most of his songs yeah um and that which is amazing I, I don't know how to explain it going back to what we were saying before the way he does it is amazing it really is mm-hmm. but it can get a little well, it's kind of, he's kind of a one-trick pony. Yeah, that's I, his trick. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that because you know a lot of his you know solo stuff and mm-hmm. some of the later Led Zeppelin stuff. He definitely isn't so much like that. But but it's definitely as awesome as it is. There's a certain mm-hmm. point where it becomes a nerve scratcher. You know. Okay, uh, it's definitely a signature, shall we say. Of Robert Plant. Yes. So Communication Breakdown was actually the B-side to Good Times, Bad Times when it was released in the U.S. Um, which, Interesting. Which, funny enough, this would have made a better A-side, in my opinion. You know, a, a better single. So. Yeah. It, it's, it's short. It's, mm-hmm. you know, just concise, good guitar, rock and music to it. Yeah. You know, it to me, the guitar solo in this is the best there is on this album. Yeah. I love it. It's fast. It's it's Jimmy Page is an excellent mm-hmm. guitar player. You know, a lot of people have said for years that you know uh, Eric Clapton or Jeff Beck were the best guitarists to come out of England. I'd I'd have to say Jimmy Page is right there with them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, 
those three guys, you know, and I'm a huge Pete Townsend lover, mm-hmm. but Pete Townsend played guitar different than these guys. For sure. Uh, Jimmy Page, uh, he's just amazing. Yeah. Um, Jimmy- and, I, and he's not a very likable guy either to me, but, yeah, you know, he is what it is. Uh, certainly put together a heck of a band. Um, but yeah, I can see that he's, he's an excellent guitarist. Uh, this is a good couples therapy song, or at least a song that shows the need for couples therapy. (laughs) And, um, you know, it seems like it, 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 this, this person that's writing the lyrics, it just seems like it's very repetitive. It's always the same thing over and over again. Uh, yeah, we break, have a breakdown communication. Yeah. Which if you if this is what causes your relationships to break up, maybe the problems not out exterior. And see you look too far into the meaning of the songs. I really do. And you shouldn't because Yeah, I, I'm not right in the head. You're not right in the head. So mm-hmm. what do you think of this song? I mean overall musically. You know, overall, good song. Have you heard the song before? No, this was a first, this was another first for me. That's surprising to me because this Every, is everything on this side. Well, uh, so far, has been new to me. I'll be honest with you that to me this is probably the most recognizable song off this album. Okay, so, so it's funny that you have heard some of the others on side one, but not this one. Mm-hmm. But true is what it is, and I would say you know this one definitely isn't bluesy at all. It's no. a straight rocker. This is this is different from the other songs in that respect. Yeah, there, there's no blues to this. No, it, it's a straight, short, rocking song mm-hmm. with an amazing guitar solo with an yeah. awesome intro. You it, know that just this down, sounds, down yeah. strumming guitar. I, I yeah, love th- it. Th- this sounds more like your typical uh, British invasion song, uh, rock and roll style. Yeah, other than yeah. heavier. It's heavier for sure, yeah. but that—that's the way that they play. It, is like communication breakdown, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing song. I rate mm-hmm. it as one of my top one or two songs on this album. I really like this song. Yeah. Um, okay, next song. I can't quit you, baby. Yeah. Another song written by Willie Dixon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who, 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 he wrote a lot of songs, and you know, probably a lot more songs than people know because when you, you know. He wrote so many songs by himself and with Muddy Waters, and those guys are responsible for so many blues songs with mm-hmm. artists of the 60s and 70s, especially, yeah. you know, created and made their own yeah. off of those bases. I mean, it, I'm pretty sure that Muddy Waters is the first guy that invented this particular uh, blues uh, beat or tempo that they use in this. Because it just sounds like Muddy Waters to me. Well, this song to me on this album is different from the other ones, where this mm-hmm. one is more classic or traditional blues. Sure. It, it's pretty... It's very bluesy. Yeah, yeah. Th- this doesn't have as much of the hard rock thrown into it. This yeah. is certainly more straight traditional blue, 12-bar mm-hmm. blues than yeah. what their other ones are. But it's also juxtaposed with a very fast guitar picking and the drumming duet. They like the guitar and drums during this. Those guys are having a great time. Well, but at the same time, it's got that slow rhythmic blues. That's that's out. where Led Zeppelin is very similar to Who in that mm-hmm. way. They have a very powerful singer. Yeah. They have an amazing guitar player, mm-hmm. and they're 
their drummer's kind of crazy. Bonham was definitely, I would say, a better rhythm drummer than what Keith Moon was. Keith Moon <laughs> was definitely a crazy drummer. Yeah. Uh, which, um, however, Roger Daltrey is much better looking than Robert Plant. Well, you're gonna have a lot of people disagree with you on that. Well, but they're, I, they're free. They're free to disagree, but they're also free to be wrong. I do personally think <laughs> uh, Roger Daltrey does have a better lead singing voice and I, I said that in our who episode when we mm-hmm. when we reviewed who's next that yeah. i i still think that roger daltrey is the top rock and roll singer of all time well, now he's a beautiful man yes, i just he think is. he's better looking well he, you know the funny thing is a lot of people think both him and robert plant look damn near identical so well that's that's robert plant's problem isn't it but these bands are very similar in a lot of ways because they truly are bands, you know. Yeah. And that's, you know, I know a lot of people are Who fans and don't want to hear about Led Zeppelin or vice versa, right? Sure. I think you need to love both bands because mm-hmm. they both bring their own. Yeah, I mean, consider music like religion. Some people with their fanaticism drives them so tightly to their one true band that they won't even consider others. But let's just, you know. For the sake of academics, consider other bands for a moment. Well, that's At least a, while you're on this podcast. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's why we, we review these albums because, yeah. you know, I'm not going to review, or at least at this point, I don't want to review albums that I don't mm-hmm. at least enjoy or have interest in, you know. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you when I don't like songs. I'm going to be honest with you when I love songs. Mm-hmm. And you know there's bands i love like led zeppelin and the who but there's songs from led zeppelin and the who that i fully dislike sure and that's what this is about you know and, and the good thing about it is with you hearing a lot of these for the first time mm-hmm. or not being even if you've heard them you're not super familiar with them it's yeah. good to get your take on them as well it's interesting for me uh with these with the fresh takes that i get like the, uh i can't quit you baby this uh, song, I love the lyrics of it, <laughs> and you know we talked previously that I do get hung up on lyrics because he says you know basically if you can't quit at least you should take a break. So this guy is not leaving her forever because he knows he's going to be coming back, well, but he needs a break. <laughs> yeah, and see you're you're dissecting the lyrics, and I'm I'm thinking you know what I love how this is the traditional slow mm-hmm. blues, but it does have an amazing guitar solo in mm-hmm. it. And I love the guitar solo in this song. Yeah. Probably my second favorite guitar solo on the album next to Communication Breakdown. All right. So, and this, you know, this is also, there's a good live version of this on the BB session. So, you know, everyone mm-hmm. go check that out because yeah. Led Zeppelin, the BBC sessions, <laughs> even though I don't consider Led Zeppelin an amazing live band, that album is amazing and mm-hmm. and all their work's done and all their best songs on it you know up to stairway to heaven are on that and done live and it's just a different take and it's it's a good album and we'll have to review that at some point in time but yeah so now we go on to the song that ends the album mm-hmm. um how many more times now this song is the longest song on the album comes in at just a little over eight and a half minutes long mm-hmm. um it was actually written by all four members of the band yeah so, you know, this song, I think if I think it has an amazing instrumental section in it. Um, I like the song. I really think it could have been cut down a little bit. I 
am curious if too many cooks have spoiled the broth. Okay, and explain. I, the adage being that if you got too many people involved in a project, sometimes it gets overworked and becomes too much. Um, you know, I don't really know about that because I don't know the whole you know, process leads up them, but Jimmy Page was certainly the leader of the band, right? Yeah. And I think, especially on these albums, he produces them all, he <laughs> basically writes all the music, and I think these are all his decisions, so yeah. I, I don't really think that's the case. Yeah. I, I'm curious. Uh, the the singer of this song um, sings about having ten children and another one on the, on the way. Yeah. Um, so is this Jimmy Page or Robert Plant that's got 10 kids? Well, I don't know who wrote the lyrics, but neither of them have 10 children. Okay. Um, all four band members contributed to this almost definitely, you know. Well, they, they need birth control. They need a freaking vasectomy <laughs> is what they need. Well, then again, see, here you go getting yeah. caught up on lyrics. I did get caught up and on lyrics. And lyrics are definitely a play on words like we've stated mm-hmm. many a time. And you can't take everything literal. No. They, but ten, I, ten children yeah. could mean Jimmy Page's ten guitars he has at home or his. True. Another on the way. So he just bought his 11th, like. Somebody else I know. <laughs> yeah, somebody sitting right here with you. Yes. Yeah. I just brought uh-huh. a ma- uh, another casino, Epiphone Casino. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the introduction of this song tells me this is good elevator music. This is the kind of music that when I get into an elevator, I would like to hear this playing. See, I think you're... I think... Led Zeppelin and Led Zeppelin fans alike would be offended you would call one of their songs I know. elevator music. But I, <laughs> I, I think what you're meaning is you want to hear it instead of standard elevator music. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this this is a good song. Mm-hmm. I You know, in my opinion, though, this is probably, if I was to rank it, this is probably my third least favorite song mm-hmm. on the album. And I think besides Communication Breakdown, mm-hmm. I think the second side of this album is pretty weak. Yeah, except for the strongest line in this song, I feel, was that uh, they call him Beaver Hunter, or his name is Beaver Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if uh, who gave him that moniker. You know, it's funny. We'd have to find out who's actually responsible for the lyrics. Uh, most mm-hmm. of the time, you know, like I stated at the first the episode, Jimmy Page would write the music. The other guys would kind of lend some ideas and mm-hmm. things like that. And Robert Plant would procure most of the lyrics most of the time not all the time but most of the time so it'd be interesting to see who wrote those lyrics but yeah this is it just seems to me that like when it comes to the lyrics on this song in particular this is a guy who's complaining about a very fixable problem that he just he he keeps getting girls pregnant and this is a this is a big problem for him he doesn't want to keep getting girls pregnant so do something about it, buddy. Snip, snip. You know, th- get yourself fixed. And, you know, it's like, like I said, you know, this is like listening to a guy who's slamming his nuts in a door and complaining about how bad it hurts. Like, stop slamming your nuts in the door. I And it will stop hurting. Stop getting girls pregnant. 
you know, get yourself a vasectomy if you don't want to be having more kids. Have you ever thought about reviewing these based on the music instead of the lyrics? Um, I'll, I will someday, but uh, for now, I'm a 12-year-old boy. Okay, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, this song isn't a bad song. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it could add a few minutes cut off of it. It's got a... Yeah, it, it stretched out. Yeah, it's stretched out more than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Like I said, the the second side is kind of weak as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. but it's still strong. It's a strong album. And like I, you know, this is my favorite Led Zeppelin album, and you know, so I'm just kind of picking the songs for what they are. But I, there isn't a song on here that when I hit play, starting on song one, that I skip. Yeah, you know, I I do enjoy the whole album. I really do. Well, good, and it, it's an excellent album, and. It's it's a journey. It know? is. It, yeah. it it's a good introduction to Led Zeppelin and what they're yeah. going to be as a band. You know, you can mm-hmm. you you feel that blues influence. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously the blues are very, very obvious, mm-hmm. but where they're trying to go with it with the heaviness is yeah. pretty amazing. And you know, it kind of goes back and forth between the excitement over sex and relationships and stuff to communication breakdown and the problems that you have. And uh, not being able to quit someone, but sometimes seeing a break from that relationship and then finishing it off with um, how many more times am I going to keep beating my head against a brick wall? And that's what it's about. It's it's kind of a wild ride, but at the same time, it's, it's just kind of life. So, so over- I, I can see where a lot of people resonate with this. So overall, how do you rate this album after hearing it for the first time complete? You know, um... I'll let's see on a scale of one to ten, I'll give this one a good seven. I was gonna go six, but you know, I, I'm I'm still happy at the end of this, so uh, I'm going with seven. Yeah. I would probably give out a scale of one to ten. I would probably give it an eight because mm-hmm. um, you're better than me. Something like that. You know, I I have said it's my favorite Led Zeppelin album. Led Zeppelin four would probably be a little more my you know i like the songs as a whole more i'm just yeah. kind of at the time tired of some of the radio play on it but it's, you, you you don't want to hear about how she's buying a stairway to heaven anymore i don't mind stairway i don't hear stairway a lot i hear black dog and rock and roll a lot true and and i love both songs you know there there mm-hmm. isn't a song i dislike on led zeppelin for but we'll we'll get to that album in due yeah. time but you know until then that's our review of led mm-hmm. zeppelin's you know, their yeah. first album, Led Zeppelin One. Mm-hmm. So, and if you didn't like uh, what I had to say, if I'm too dang ignorant for you, I'm sorry. You should be. I am ignorant. But until next time, you know, certainly reach out to us on Instagram, Classic Vinyl Pod. If you have any ideas or suggestions for album reviews that we can do, send them to Classic Vinyl Podcast at gmail.com. And we appreciate you taking your time to listen. See you later. Thank you so much for listening to Classic Vinyl Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Classic Vinyl Podcast for updates and also share us with your music-loving friends. (laughs) 